Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Bond from the Vine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I'm excited that you are walking with me. What we do each day is we look at about three chapters of Scripture that I'm just organically reading through in my time with the Lord, and we're going to discuss them for around 20 minutes. You're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters individually, but hopefully together we'll be able to hear the voice of the Lord as we're meeting each day. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. Today's passage comes from Proverbs chapters 1, 2, and 3. This is a brand new journey for us going through the book of Proverbs. And um, to give a little bit of context to this before we dive right into it, these are... uh, uh, a proverb, of course, is a, basically a piece of wisdom. It's like a nugget of wisdom. It's a uh, something, almost every one of the individual verses from the book of Proverbs is in and of itself almost a piece of wisdom. So it, it's, it's like uh, uh, 31 chapters uh, compiled of each verse, some verses, you know, 15, 20, 30 uh, verses long, each one chocked full of individual pieces of wisdom. So if they on average are about 30 verses each, and and I haven't done the math on this previously, so it's just an estimate, and there's about 30 chapters of it, then that means that we're looking at around like, what, 900 I should have have done the math on this prior to this moment. But, uh, yeah, I think that's about right. Okay. So, roughly around 900 pieces of individual wisdom. Some of which are similar and overlap. But what I'm kind of getting at with this is, there's a very different book than a lot of other books of the Bible. There's not a a story uh, going through it. And there's, uh, and so, it's... uh, it's kind of going to be different for us to look at three chapters a day. Basically what I'm going to be doing is doing a very poor job and just kind of grazing through the three chapters and picking up on a handful of pieces of wisdom that blessed me and then just expanding and talking about them. But uh, I do love this book. Uh, Solomon asked the Lord or the Lord asked Solomon, what do you want? And uh, when he, he said anything, I'll give you. And so Solomon asked for wisdom. And so Solomon understood the deep need for wisdom. And so um, it's clear from his writings, uh, from Proverbs and Song of Solomon, the book of Ecclesiastes, we can tell how, how God richly answered that and how much wisdom he had. And I want to encourage you, the book of James says, if any of you lack wisdom, ask for for uh, the Lord to give it to you and he'll give it to you generously. So uh, you are not disqualified from being a wise person. That is not true. Um, the Lord gives wisdom generously. And so as we are going through uh, reading of these uh, pieces of wisdom, we need to also be prayerful that the Lord would bless us with wisdom, uh, which he can still give to us. And so we're going we're to dive right in. Um, Proverbs chapter 1, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know my wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity. 
to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Again, this is understanding that wisdom uh, does not discriminate. There's not a person that is uh, more eligible or less eligible from receiving wisdom. The Lord gives it generously to those who seek it. And uh, it's very helpful to those that are maybe, as the Bible would say, barbaric meaning um, kind of uneducated, uh, formally uneducated. That doesn't disqualify them from wisdom. Uh, Y'all know it just as well as I do. You'll meet people in life that are very well educated, yet they don't have any wisdom. And then you'll meet people that are rather uneducated uh, as far as, you know, corporately, you know, uh, being educated, but yet they carry a great deal of wisdom. And so the Lord gives it, and it's a blessing to us no matter what stage of life that we're in, whether you're young or whether you're old, it greatly helps. It says, let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the of the wise and their riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Okay. I want to take a moment there to talk about something that uh, is going to relate to a good portion of these next three chapters is that there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom and um, uh, knowledge can exist without wisdom but wisdom cannot exist without knowledge okay now the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge okay so the the very first place if I desire wisdom the very first place that I must have is a reverent fear of God. That's the beginning of wisdom. But it go, it travels through knowledge getting to wisdom because uh, you must have knowledge to then have wisdom. I'll give it to you like this, this understanding of, okay, knowledge is how to do something. Okay, knowledge is, uh, give it to you an example of like a, operating a firearm. Okay, uh, knowledge is understanding how to, how to load a gun and how to fire it. That's knowledge. You can have knowledge of that, okay? Uh, wisdom is knowing when to keep it in its holster and when to pull it out and shoot it, okay? You see the difference, okay? Knowledge is knowing um, what to say, okay? Having things to say. Wisdom is knowing when I should say it, how I should say it, and why I should say it. Wisdom is what you reach when you put together uh, knowledge, discretion, and understanding. When those things come together, it produces wisdom. Okay? And so, just kind of giving you, just kind of giving you that. You know, you meet people that are very knowledgeable sometimes. They know a lot of things and they, uh, I'll give you an example of someone who doesn't necessarily possess a lot of wisdom. They go after a lot of endeavors and a few of them succeed. Some do, but most don't. Well, they, that means they possess a lot of knowledge to try things, but they don't have the wisdom to really discern the right things to try. Now, I'm not saying giving you a qualification to judge them for that. I'm just that may be you I'm talking to. That's been me in life, you know. So I'm just saying a person who lacks wisdom will also speak too much often, okay? Because they think they know everything to say, and you know what? They very well may know a lot of things that they can say, 
but they lack the wisdom to know whether or not it should be said. Okay, that's that, that, that hits me hard because as a pastor and as a student of the Word of God, as a professor in seminary, as just a person that loves knowledge, it is difficult to be in moments where you can think of five things to say, yet you're pursuing the wisdom to know if anything even needs to be said. Isn't that amazing? That's the difference between knowledge and wisdom. And so I just wanted to cover that. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That's where it starts at, is that I fear God. And now I want to know more about God, more about his rules, more about his decrees. And then I then pursue wisdom, which God gives uh, by uh, providing understanding and discretion. And then I'm able to arrive at wisdom. Okay. And wisdom is a spiritual gift too, a gift of the Holy Spirit. There's a gift of wisdom, you know, meaning God supernaturally supplies wisdom to us as a gift. And that, that is something where all of a sudden you just feel that God has supplied for you, uh, to know what to do and how to do it, when to do it, or when not to do it. That's a supernatural supply of wisdom, okay? And so Solomon was very passionate about wisdom. He he considered it to be the greatest thing one could ever possess. And because it was so great to possess, it should be so greatly pursued after. You know, and you got to ask yourself that. Do you pursue wisdom? Is that, is that, is that the... Do you pursue wisdom in the same way that you pursue other things like wealth or uh, to be comfortable? Okay. Or certain relationships. The, the Bible says that's how we should, how much we should pursue wisdom. More than I want ideal circumstances, I want to know the ideal response to unideal circumstances. That's wisdom. Because the unideal circumstances are going to arise. No one's immune from that. Wouldn't it be great to have the wisdom to know how to handle it? Right. Then opposed to it just handling you all the time, whatever, whatever is happening. And so that's wisdom. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. OK, uh, hear my son, your father's instructions and forsake not your mother's teaching for they are a graceful garland for your neck and pendants for your neck. You know, going on, it says, um, uh, my son, do not walk in the way of them. Hold back your foot from their paths for their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed blood is speaking about uh, the the power and keeping good good company wise people surround themselves with the right people okay it's unwise to put yourself in the midst of of lots of people um that that are unwise okay uh and, and so Lots of people that are, uh, you know, not going on the same path as you. That That is lacking in wisdom, okay? And, and then it says, uh, uh, for these men lie in wait for their own blood, and they set an ambush for their own life. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for un unjust gain. It takes away the life of its uh, processors. And so, you know, we, we have to understand that uh, when, we, when we lose wisdom, we begin to seek after uh, the ungodly things, and it steals our life away from us greatly. Okay. Wisdom cries aloud in the street, in the market. She raises her voice 
Okay, and so it, it's calling about the desperate need that we have for wisdom. Wisdom is so beneficial to our lives. It's that's why the, this is sort of poetic. Of course, his father was King David. You know, they're very, they're both very poetic, and so he's calling out, you know, wisdom, uh, basically thinking uh, as a way of like this is how desperately we need it. And then it says, if you turn at my repro- reproof, this is verse twenty three, verse cha- or chapter one. If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you because I. I have called and you refuse to listen. I have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded. So what this is saying is one of the easiest ways to arrive at wisdom is to turn at my reproof. What does that mean? To listen to the correction of the Lord, to have a soft heart, a responsive heart, and to be repentant. And if you're a if you're a person who's continuously repenting, what he's saying is I'm going to pour out my spirit of you. This isn't just the Lord's spirit. This is the spirit of wisdom that the Lord provides to those who have repentant hearts. And he said, I'll make my words known to you. Okay. And then it goes on to say, um, uh, the simple are killed uh, by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. That's down there in verse 32. And just understanding unwise people are very complacent. We, uh, w- uh, wise people are always wanting to take land. Not for their own gain, but they're always wanting to take land for the kingdom. They always want to see growth. Growth in themselves, personal growth in their character, and then in their integrity. And then they want to see growth in the kingdom of God. And uh, unwise people are complacent. Meaning they're fine with everything being um, in the same state as it is right now, even if it's not. Uh, and they're fine in being the people that they are right now as well. And so that's unwise. Okay. Uh, but whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. And that awesome too. So people that are pursuing of wisdom, they uh, there's a promise there that they will have no dread of disaster. Okay. And then chapter 2, it says, My son. Have you received my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding? Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. So isn't that just amazing? So it's saying that, you know, if you will begin to treasure the word of the Lord and you begin to call out for insight and wisdom, that your greatest cry when you get along with the Lord. See, you know, when he asked that, that invitation that God gave to Solomon, he said, you know, what do you want? God's given us that too. What do you want? You know, that's one of the most profound questions that I I hear the Lord ask me Um Repeatedly, um, especially in low moments, I, I would I would probably say at least once a month. I just feel the spirit of the Lord say, Stephen, what do you want me to do? Just like Jesus is standing in front of me, I hear that, and it reminds me of when Jesus was walking around the earth. He in the flesh, he would say to people uh, that were blind and deaf, and he would say to them, "What do you want me to do for you?" Well. You know, surely even without having the Holy Spirit, you could discern. They would probably want their sight. They would probably want their hearing. But that's the that's the invitation of the Lord is, what do you want? What do you want? That's the invitation of the Father to the Son. What do you want? And so he gave that to Solomon. And Solomon asked for wisdom. And the Lord was impressed that he had the understanding to know that wisdom is the greatest thing that he could ever possess. And he didn't ask for riches. And he didn't ask for fame. He didn't ask for, you know, possessions. And 
or um, influence, power. And so what he did was he gave him wisdom and he gave him everything else too. And so our hearts should be people that when we come before the Lord, more than we want God to do anything, we want him to make us someone. Okay, more than I want to see circumstances change, I want to see myself change. Lord, give me more wisdom. Give me more insight. I think that's why we struggle as unwise people often, because we are not people that are desiring of wisdom. The Lord gives us the desires of our heart, and we like to use that scripture, understanding of it like, yeah, he's going to give me the boat. He's going to give me the car. No, it's saying that you're going to miss out on some good things because you don't want them and God's not going to give you what you don't want. But if you start wanting wisdom, then he'll be faithful to give it to you. And you start crying out for wisdom, start searching for it like silver, right? And it says the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And that goes along with what we were talking about earlier, the difference between wisdom and knowledge, right? So the Lord gives wisdom and the way that he gives the wisdom is by giving us knowledge from his mouth, from his words and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. And so he says, for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech. And so it goes on and then it says, so you will be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. And uh, and Solomon talks a lot about adulterous women. We're going to get into that probably not today so much, but there, people of wisdom have the ability to uh, stay clean clear of the path of temptation, whatever that looks like. It's not that they just have the ability to withstand it. Listen to that. It's not just that they have the ability to say no to temptation. It's that they have the wisdom to not go near temptation. Okay, that's a place of not just self-control, but a place of wisdom that doesn't uh, provoke you to have to use as much self-control. That's what wise people do. Okay, and so then it goes on in chapter 3 and says, My son, do not forget my teaching. But let your heart keep my commandments. Commandments For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. This is just a promise of if you seek of wisdom and you seek of knowledge and you acquire of these things and you let me tell you what to do with them, then you're going to have a better life for it. That's all there is to it. And that's very true about the whole book of Proverbs. Uh, you know, honestly, they could put the whole book of Proverbs in and in, in put it into, a, uh, I'd say into a school, but how about we just say into a family, into a, into a household and and in doing that, um, if even if this was all that you were working towards, even if you, I'm not dare saying that you don't need anything else. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm just saying if you took a family or a person uh, and you had them deeply dwell upon and seek to apply just the words of Solomon in the book of Proverbs, they would live a better life than most people. And they would certainly live a better life than they would live without it because it really uh, gives you the knowledge needed uh, to live a very successful life. Okay, and so it says, uh, "Let not uh, your stead, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on a, on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man." And so, you know, steadfast love and faithfulness. I mean, come on. He says, write that around your neck. You know, put it on a tablet. Like, let's, let, let, you do that, you're going to have good success. Meaning that you love love God, you love people, and you're a loyal person. You're faithful to what the Lord calls you to, and you're faithful to, to, the, to what you've committed yourself to. And you're going to be a person who has good success in God's sight, but also in the sight of man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. And that's, of course, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So we quote that a lot, don't we? And uh, But it says, uh, Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from me the evil that will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Uh, and so you can see we're just we're just bouncing from so many different thoughts. It's just but it's chock full of wisdom. So, you know, that we're not supposed to lean upon our own understanding. We don't have to understand everything all the time. We just have to trust. That's wisdom. Wise people don't understand everything. They have understanding. Okay, meaning and sometimes the understanding that we have is simply to be at peace with the fact that we don't understand. <laughs> okay, they, they don't have confusion. They have understanding. They have peace. Okay, and so it, it says that uh, uh, that we, we will uh, not lean on our own understanding and we're leaning instead on the Lord and we're trusting with, with him with all our hearts. And uh, then it goes down to say, honor the Lord with your wealth. Give God of your money. Give him the, not just any part of the money. Give him the first fruits of what you're making. Uh, that's the first uh, 10%. That's the first portion of everything that you have. Give it to the Lord first. And then he says, Lord, uh, and then he says, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof for the Lord reproves uh, him whom he loves as a father and the son whom he delights. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. And so it's just going on to say, you know, we, um, you know, need to be people who are not uh, fearful of the Lord's rebuke. Uh, I want it. I want him to show me what's uh, in me that's of me and chisel it away so that there's more room for him in me. And so, uh, you know, then it goes on to say, um, uh, blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding for the gain from her is better than the gain from silver or uh, for profit or, or the profit better than gold. Uh, my son, do not lose sight of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion and they will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. Then you will walk on your way securely and your foot will not stumble. Uh, do not withhold good from those whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. Uh, don't say to your neighbor, go and come again tomorrow. I will give it when you have it with you to give. So treat other people the way that you want to be treated and give to those when you're able to give to them. And so the wise will inherit honor, but fools will get disgraced. And you can just tell I'm trying to go incredibly fast and I'm over time today as well. And give me a little grace because I think as I uh, teach these proverbs in this way, I'm going to get a little better at trying to at trying to cover it and, and be more, more respectful of our time. But, but you can just tell there's just so much wisdom to even take 20 or so minutes and just try to pluck from, you know, even just five to 10 different uh, bright pieces of wisdom. And we're just going to trust in the Lord that we're going to, he's going to grab our attention and we're going to meditate deeply upon the right pieces of wisdom that we need for the season and the situation. But the one thing I want to leave you with as we're exiting today is just first that in order to get wisdom, you must seek wisdom. Okay, the Lord will be faithful to supply it in his own way to you if you have a desire to get it first. So fear of the Lord. That begins the process, and then you start acquiring of knowledge, but it doesn't just become head knowledge at that point. Then the Lord comes in the equation and mixes it, and then you actually start to know what to do with the knowledge that you're acquiring. That's wisdom.